Praise the Lord. We are just so blessed to have Evangelist Blanco here. Uh, we uh, had a great time today just sharing uh, family stories. We've got actually a couple of things in common that we didn't know, even though we uh, were in the same church for many years. But uh, it's just been good to fellowship, and I believe God's going to really help us. We just, again, miracles last night. It's exciting. Our brother has an anointing. Let's welcome Evangelist Blanco as he comes. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for coming tonight. I've been having a great time. I call my wife every night, and she's asking me, uh, how's it going? I said, it's going great. God's moving, salvation, healings. Very, very good. Church, tonight, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Matthew chapter number 6. How many are praying for breakthroughs? You need a breakthrough in your in your own life, or you need a breakthrough in, in some area you know, of your life? Amen. I believe tonight can be a breakthrough night for many of you. A breakthrough night. If you'll just simply receive the message with an open heart, attentive ears, what God has to minister to you about tonight... I believe that God will set many people free. Uh, Many will be healed, delivered. Uh, I'm going to know that we've all been hurt in some way or other, all of us. And, uh, you know, it might be a betrayal by a spouse, a behind-your-back criticism from a friend, uh, some hateful judgment, maybe from someone from church. Um... Maybe a false accusation by a co-worker. Uh, maybe unfair treatment by a boss or maybe even your parents. And the deeper the hurt, the harder it is and the longer it takes for us to forgive. But sometimes, how I many know that we simply don't want to forgive? You can go like this, it's okay, some of you simply don't want to forgive and um, we hold we harbor a grudge resentment bitterness begins to build up in our hearts and we nurse the offense but what's the result of all this the result is that we remain prisoner to our own pain And one study says this, listen to this, we actually harm our brain through unforgiveness. We actually harm our brain through unforgiveness. Domestic violence is continuing to increase, continues to rise, it grows. Homes are in chaos. How many remember that during the lockdown? Surely some of you here uh, got upset with someone. Uh, some family member, other folks, and when someone hurts us, it's natural and normal to feel pain. God created our brains to help us survive when we feel threatened. It's called the fight, flight, or freeze response generated in our emotional centers, primarily Mediated by two almond-shaped clusters of brain cells called the amygdala. When the amygdala are activated, a series of biochemical processes begin. The 
glands that lie on top of our kidneys release the stress hormone cortisol into our bodies and the brain releases neurotransmitters into the brain and those turn uh, uh, or those actually activate part of our nervous system called the uh, sympathetic nervous system. When this system is activated, other, uh, uh, other things like our attention gets uh, highly focused on survival, our digestive system stops, our pupils dilate, uh, our saliva glands slow, our blood pressure and heart rate increases. And our muscles are readied for action. Our body prepares itself either to fight, to flee, or freeze. Actual true story in an airplane crash, which doesn't happen really that much. But in this particular airplane crash, a lady was had the aisle seat. And uh, people are starting to run towards the aisle. And they're saying, lady, open the door. I can't. You're right there. I know, but I can't. Why? I'm frozen. I, I just like, I'm, I can't move because of the fear. She, she could not move this far and open the door. She froze. It's, it's one of those responses. Either you're getting ready to fight, you're going to run, or you, you freeze. A lot of people actually freeze. They, they get like paralyzed. Anyway, so this is some of the things that happen, but this process can happen whether or not we are in real danger or or not. Uh, someone, maybe if someone hurt us or we perceive that they did. But tonight I want to mention that uh, because I travel so many to so many of our churches, I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of Christians, folks. There's a lot of people in our churches that are that are in bondage. There's a lot of people in our churches that are in bondage and god doesn't want to see you this way god does not want to see you this way many are bound by the spirit of anger you still got anger in you and bitterness hatred resentment guilt condemnation all these things listen and 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 you don't you lost your joy One gentleman who observes this, he says, Our churches are full of the nicest, kindest people who have never known the despair of guilt or the breathless wonder of forgiveness. What's he saying? He's saying many are still bound by unforgiveness. Many are still bound by unforgiveness. So tonight, folks, we're going to have a deliverance and healing service. We're going to have a deliverance and healing service. For many of you, your prayers, maybe they've not been answered because of this very reason. You're still holding on to unforgiveness. And you're still holding on uh, to things that have hurt you, people that have hurt you. And listen, people need forgiveness, and we need to forgive. If not, unforgiveness can really hurt us. I want to minister a message I've entitled, Choosing to Forgive. You've all seen this from Pastor Wayman Mitchell to uh, Pastor Greg to your pastor to many evangelists, many pastors. Whenever we're praying for the sick, if nothing happens, 
and we're not seeing any results, many times one of the first questions that we ask, if I was to ask you, who's hurt you? What name or names come to your mind right now? And they go, oh, so-and-so. And as soon as they say, I'll forgive them, many times they're instantly healed. Why? Because forgiveness is connected to healing. Forgiveness is connected to healing. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Just read that a little bit again. Meditate on that because that's heavy right there. And sometimes we just read it, you know, real quick and we don't meditate on this. Let's talk about, first of all, the issue of forgiveness. Jesus had to explain this for two reasons. Verse 14 begins with the word for, F-O-R. For if you forgive men their trespasses. The word for connects these verses to the Lord's Prayer. We all know chapter 6 is the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. But immediately after closing the Lord's Prayer, Jesus explained why he had said that forgiveness is conditional. Verse number 12 says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The very idea that a person must forgive others in order for God to forgive him was totally new. It was a concept that they had never heard. It was an eye-opener. It had to be explained. The idea of forgiving, forgiveness is just that. you got to forgive. <laughs> you got to forgive. God cannot forgive an unforgiving heart. His nature of love and justice will not permit him to indulge in sin and give license to the passions of man's unforgiving spirit. He can forgive only where the mercy and tenderness of forgiveness are found. That's why Christ had to teach the basic principle of forgiveness. I want to show you a couple of pictures. You probably remember this story. This happened in 2018. This is Botham Jean. That's Mrs. Amber Geiger. She was a police officer in Dallas, Texas. In 2018, she had just gone off work. I think she worked like 12 hours. There's a lot of stress for a policeman during his shift or her shift. They go through a lot of stuff, ups and downs, emotions, maybe having to shoot someone, uh, just do all kinds of things. She got off work. She's exhausted, exhausted. She lives in the same apartment complex as Botham. But she lives on the third floor. He lives on the second floor. All the numbers are the same. He has the same number she does on his door. She climbed up to the second floor thinking already she was on the third floor. She's exhausted. She's tired. But she sees the same number of her door, but it's cracked open about so much, two inches or so. Botham left it open because he wanted some breeze to come in. And he, he just sat down. He was just I think he said he, he had just made some popcorn. She thinking it's her, 
her apartment. She goes into police mode. What? My door's open. Boom. He, you know, he hears the door open. I thought he gets to see what it, who it is. She thinks he's attacking her. Boom. Shoots him. Drops him dead. Total mistake on her part. Total mistake, man. She realized, oh no. I'm on the second floor, not the third. Next picture. This is his brother, younger brother, Brent Jean. He's 18. They're in the court. Brent Jean says this. He asked, he asked Judge uh, Tammy Kemp, who's also a Christian. He says, Judge, may I please go hug Mrs. Geiger? Please? Please? Can I go and hug her? She says, yes, you may. They meet in the middle right here. And she's weeping. She's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He says, I forgive you. I forgive you. Brent says this. This is what you have to do to set yourself free. I didn't really plan on living the rest of my life hating this woman. I know that there's something called peace of mind. And that's the type of stuff you need to do to have peace of mind. What? Forgive. You want peace of mind? You got to forgive. That's why I wake up happy in the morning. That's why I want to live happy later in my life. When he took the stand, Brent, he said, he tells Miss Geiger, he says, I know if you go to God, if you go to God and ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you. He's preaching at her. He don't care if he's in court. He don't care how many cameras are on him. He's bold. I know if you go to God and ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you. That was my gesture, my decision of letting her know that I truly forgive her. I love you just like anyone else, and I'm not going to hope that you rot and die in jail. That's the way, That's what he told her. I personally want the best for you. I wasn't even going to say this in front of my family, but I'm going to say it anyways. I don't even want you to go to jail. His family all turned around like, what? What, what is... Are you going cuckoo? This lady just killed your brother. I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what my brother Botham would want for you. Give your life to Christ. I think giving your life to Christ is the best thing Botham would want for you. And then he says this. Each and every one has steps to get towards actually forgiving. I probably went through those steps faster than other people. He's only 18 years old. Some people went, uh, went through it faster than me. But if you're trying to forgive Miss Geiger, understand that she's a human being and she deserves some love and unforgiveness or, or forgiveness. She deserves it, he says. She's human, man. 
Let me see your hands here. Those who have made mistakes. The rest of you, we're going to have an altar call. You can just come and repent. He said she made a mistake that she'll probably, that she probably truly regrets. And if you want to forgive her, just understand that God forgave you. He tells that to the crowd. Hey, understand. God forgave you. God forgave you. I know that every time I ask God for forgiveness, He forgives me. So who am I not to forgive someone who asks? Who am I? She asked me, forgive me. Yes, I forgive you. Every time I ask God, how many of you, every time you've asked God, how many of you felt that God has forgiven you? That's right. Every one of them, because he does. He does. When you ask for forgiveness, he does. Who am I? Not to forgive someone who asks. But how many yet, how many of you are still struggling to forgive someone? Let's be honest. How many of you are still struggling to forgive someone? Maybe it's been someone from the past. Maybe you're just a child. Husband and wives, we hurt each other constantly. Not that we want to, but that's... We live with someone and we're going to hurt each other. When I was pastoring, one of the comments I would get from many of the women is, Pastor... No one has ever hurt me as much as... She's pointing to the husband. No one has ever hurt me as much as him right there. And then I said, I know, sis, because he lives with you. If someone else lived with you, he would do the same thing. (laughs) That's what we do. That's who we are. We, We make mistakes. We say wrong things sometimes. But I want you to look at our text, okay? Because listen, verse 14 is the promise. Here's the promise, guys. Forgive others and you'll be forgiven. That's the promise. Look at verse 15. This is the warning. The warning. Refuse to forgive others. You will not be forgiven. Is that heavy or what? I can't forget. Okay, when you ask God for forgiveness, guess what he's saying? No. But wait a minute, hold on, you just said he will. Yes, when you forgive. See, that's the warning. The promise you forgive, you'll be forgiven. The warning, don't forgive, you are not going to be forgiven. Whoa, you ever thought about that one? It's there, my friend. It's there. The word trespass in verse 14 means to stumble, to fall, to slip, to deviate. How many have ever done that before? Two hands on me. Two hands on me. We've all done it. (laughs) We've all deviated. We've all stumbled. We've all fallen. The greatest thing in the world, how many know, is to be forgiven of our sins. Sunday morning, Sunday night, we saw precious lives. I think a total so far, either nine or ten. Precious lives, giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Precious people. 
nine or ten already given their lives to the, 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 the issue of forgiveness. They've asked, God, will you forgive me? God says, yes. You see, when you and I are forgiven, we're released from all guilt and condemnation. We're accepted and restored by God. Did you hear that? We're accepted and restored by God. Forgiveness of sins means that we are freed from this bondage. Many times it's of sin and and other stuff. But folks, bad feelings and thoughts in your hearts against another person can lead you to sin. It's as if you're holding sin within your heart. Forgiving a person who has done evil is proof that we wish to have a clean heart. When you have a desire, okay, you know what? They've hurt me bad, but I am willing to forgive because God always forgives me. That shows you want to have a clean heart. You see, my friends, how many know this? Unforgiveness can turn you into an ugly person. Uh, It's okay if you go like this. Unforgiveness turns you into an ugly person. Ugly person. People don't want to hang around with you. Wife, husband, when you're like that, boy, your spouse wants to get away from you. You're making it difficult for them to love you. You're making it difficult for them to be around because you're ugly the way you're speaking your your attitude shows you oh you spew anger bitterness hatred and you can hurt your life and your soul it brings a lot of pain and it can bring sickness to your body it brings sickness to your body. Like I said, for some of you, maybe you've been hurt as a child. Maybe some of you were sexually molested or, uh, you know, some physical abuse, maybe verbal abuse by a family member or friend or someone else. But it is to your benefit, my friend, if you would forgive and give them over to God. I had to do that. I had to do that when my father was killed. It was, they were killed. He was killed by three men that used to work side by side with us. We used to work out in the fields. We used to do agriculture a lot. And um, these three men were Mexican nationals. And one day they asked my dad if he would lend them some money. They're tr- either trying to get a car or rent this house, and they needed some extra cash. And my dad says, "Come on, boys. I have a, I have a big family." And, and, uh, but I'll, I'll lend you this, a good chunk. And he said, but I need you to pay me right away. Yeah, 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 yes, sir, yes, sir, Mr. Blanco, we'll pay you right away. They never paid him. They never paid him. About a year, year and a half passes, and my dad is driving to another little town, go pick up a check from another uh, rancher, and he sees their car. He goes, oh, I know whose car that is. It's like a, almost like a rest area. They had restaurants there and gift um, stores and what have you. He saw them, and sure enough, they were there. Another man that knows us was there, and he he happened to see him, that these three guys took him out to the side, 
and they hit him with the, something heavy on the head. The coroner on the report said he was hit with the blunt force to the head. That's what killed him when they hit him in the head. What they did, they drove his car up to the hill. They put him back in the pass on the driver's side and they let the car go down. When I found out who it was, I wasn't saved. I'm 14 years old. I wanted to go and kill them. But I told you on Sunday that my dad had just invited this couple to come and give us Bible study. We had never studied any Bible. We had never gone to any church. And lo and behold, I didn't even know, but a week before he died, they had led my father to Christ. <laughs> they got to pray for him for salvation. Never knew that till later. Anyways, that couple, that elderly man told me, Ralph, vengeance is not yours. Vengeance is not yours. You give them over to God. So that's hard, sir. Yes. But you give them over to God. You let God take care of them. God probably wants to save them so they'll never do this to anyone else. But if they don't, if they don't repent, God knows how to judge that. It, it still took me a long time. Can I be honest? It took me a long time to forgive them. So I understand that some of you can be struggling forgiving someone. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Ma- uh, Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, if, if you have anything against anyone... Forgive him. That means every time you come to the altar, when pastor calls you and you're coming to the altar and you want to ask God to forgive you, because how many do that on a daily basis? Okay, just me. It's all right, guys. I'm bad. We do it on a daily basis. We're always asking God to forgive us. But next time you come here to the altar like tonight, I want you to remember, hey, God says, If you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Remember the promise, 14 and 15? 14 is the promise. If you forgive, 15 the warning. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. And how many of us have come here many times and we think we are forgiven? But maybe we have not been forgiven. Why? Because we have not forgiven someone else. We have not forgiven someone else. And you and I think we're forgiven. But if you'll go back to the text, God says, if you don't forgive that person, I'm not forgiving you. Until that's dealt with, then God can forgive. Does that make sense? Luke eleven four and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Matthew eighteen twenty one and twenty two. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how many times may my brother? That's someone in church. How many times may my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. He's probably. I don't know if you knew this, but in the Jewish law. They said three, max, maximum was four. Peter's trying to look good in front of Jesus. Jesus, how many times should we forgive? Seven? Trying to look good, you know, trying to look good. Jesus answers in verse 22. Jesus said to him, 
I tell you, not seven times. Peter's probably thinking in his mind, I know Jesus, three or four, but I went seven. Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. What? What? Yeah, 70 times seven. Uh, That's crazy. He probably walked away like, 70 times seven. Do you know how many people have hurt, have been hurt by someone in church? Many. How many have been hurt in church before? <laughs> many of us. <laughs> and the devil, the devil likes to use that to exploit, to cause strife, to cause division. And it's caused many people to leave the church. Sometimes just for the little thing. You know, pastor's talking, he's, he's, he's shaking, and all of a sudden he just happens to turn by the time when you're walking, and you had your hand down, and you're all excited, and all of a sudden he just turned around, and you go, oh, that's cold. All right. Okay, pastor. All right. Don't turn your back on me, pastor, because don't expect me to shake your hand. I'll do the same thing. And I was he, he, was, he didn't even he's over here and then you just have just happened to me. The devil will use anything, folks. He'll use anything to get you out of here. Because he knows if you keep coming, you're gonna receive messages like this where you'll repent and say, Oh God, I want to get my heart right. Listen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. One of them says, the NLT, make allowance for each other's faults. Make allow- in other words, you say, hey, you're going to get hurt once in a while. Come on. Make an allowance for it. Okay, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You do it too. Hello? <laughs> you, oh, you think you're the little angel now. I know here you look like you're almost ready to fly, but when you get home, I mean, all the horns start coming out. Okay, it doesn't happen here, but where I come from, you know. Someone said, bad feelings show that a person is living by the standards of society and not by God's word. Unforgiveness will eat away at your brain and emotions to certain degrees. Deep feelings against others can cause deep emotional and mental problems as well as serious physical problems. Serious physical problems. I know a gentleman... He has arthritis. He's like this. He's in a wheelchair, a wheelchair now where he can't even walk because of his arthritis. You know why? His in-laws. His in-laws. When he got married to the girl, he was fine physically. This man has high education. Uh, he was working in this lab here in Virginia. Uh, he's making top money. But then he heard a comment by his in-laws. 
you just wanted to marry my our daughter because she has more education than you and she's going to make more money than you you're a slob you're the and oh it began to eat him up to the point where he started building her thrice now he couldn't work i dealt with him i says hey because he asked me pastor will you pray for me yes absolutely I says, I, I didn't see any change. I says, can I ask you something? If I was to ask you who's hurt you or what names come to your mind, he immediately goes, my in-laws. Can you forgive me? No, I can't. I can't. I said, I believe you'll get healed. I can't. I'm so, I can't. Okay. All right. I, it won't do any good if I pray for you. I found this. Look what it says. Four things that unforgiveness does to your brain. Four things. Number one, it's called uh, rumination. This is when we nurse and rehearse the hurt, which reinforces our negative emotions and burns the event and pain even deeper into our neural pathways. When we're not focused on the task, our inner self-talk will often default to rehearsing the painful situation. You just keep rehearsing it. Oh, I still remember. How, how many uh, yeah, counseling back again, you know, uh, a couple will say, Pastor, this man hurt me. The man's all like, I've been a good husband today. I've been good to you today. I'm not talking about today. In 2010, remember at 3 o'clock, you told me this. Huh? When? 2010. Don't try to fake it. At 3 o'clock, you told me this. And, huh? But I've slept since then. I don't even remember. <laughs> right. How many men forget right away? Okay, only me. Oh my God, I'm in trouble. Huh? We, but no, you still remember every little detail your face went like this and you said and then you i did yeah don't don't think like you don't remember i i really don't yeah right pastor you see see how he is you You it's renumination next one is diminished memory this is when we remain Stress for long periods of time. We refuse to forgive. And then cortisol actually causes our brain to atrophy, especially our memory center called the hippocampus. It causes us, folks, to lose or diminish our memory. The third thing is called the amplified negative emotions. This is when we allow prolonged stress, which amplifies our amygdala. Amygdala, whatever it's called. Amygdala. <laughs> Sensitivity making us even more susceptible to further hurt and pain. Why? Negative emotions. And then the last one is a German word. I don't know if I can pronounce it, but I'm going to try. Schadenfreude. Something like real close, somewhere around there. What does this mean? 
It's the concept that describes the secret pleasure you feel when we see those who have been, who have hurt us experience misfortune themselves. Aha! Karma dude! Ha! That's what you get. Mm. What? what? That, that's what that word means. Like you get pleasure when they get hurt. Mm, there you go. You don't mess with me, huh? No, that, that's, that's that word. It actually causes our brain to produce the pleasure neurotransmitter dopamine. It actually feels good to see bad things happen to those we don't forgive. It's the opposite of praying for your enemies, which Jesus told us to do. <laughs> no, you don't want to pray for them. You feel good when something bad happens to them, right? Go like this, because you've done it before. Let me close now. I want to just close with this last point. I only have two points. Choosing to forgive. Choosing to forgive. Folks, like I told you, healing is linked with forgiveness. I was in one church. The, the uh, piano lady was playing the keyboard. And I'm preaching this sermon. And she said she had had back pain for 10 years 10 years she said a lot of pastors pray for her it's 10 years it has not gone away she said as she was playing very softly i'm doing the altar call all of a sudden she said that god dropped the name to her and says will you forgive that person she goes yes god i'll forgive she says yes god i'll forgive when she said that instantly the pain was gone she goes, oh my God. I, you know, she's still playing. I'm still, oh. She says she couldn't continue. I'm, oh my, I'm healed. Oh, when she, when we're done, she's all coming running up. I'm healed. Of oh, what? What happened? Ten, I've had this back pain for 10 years. And I got healed tonight. When, as soon as the God dropped that name, I said, I forgive instantly. Instantly. The pain was gone. Why? There's healing when you forgive. My friend, don't you want that healing now? Don't you want that healing now? It's time to forgive. It's time to forgive. When we know we've been forgiven, we're more empowered to forgive others. Christ makes the promise, forgive men their trespasses and your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Psalms 103, I love Psalms 103. Verse number 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. But look at verse 10. Look what verse 10 says. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. How many know that we don't deserve the mercy God gives us? But yet he's that good. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, Paul says this, Let go of all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. Be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Just as God in Christ forgave you. Another translation, the Living Bible translation says, Stop being mean. 
Stop being mean. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Stop being mean. Some of you are mean. I mean, I mean you're mean. <laughs> Stop being mean. <laughs> Bad-tempered. Stop being that. I love that translation. Proverbs 17, 9, look what it says. The one who forgives and often seeks love. But whoever repeats a matter separates close friends. You keep repeating it, folks, you're going to lose close friends. That's not good. That's not good. Choosing to forgive yourself is another thing you need to do. True story, and I'm going to close with this story. I was pastoring. This one lady from our church worked with this young girl, 21 years old. They worked like in a, uh, um, almost like a convalescent or hospice type uh, work environment. And the young girl always started at the same time with the sister from church. She always started at 8 in the morning. This particular day, she didn't arrive at 8. She didn't come in at 9. She didn't come in at 10. She goes, well, maybe, maybe she didn't, maybe she got a day off. Well, at 11 o'clock, she sees her. Hey, you're here. I, where were you? Oh, I just came from my doctor's office. Oh, are, are you sick? She goes, I don't tell many people, but I have lupus, form of cancer. She's 21 years old. 21 years old, already has lupus for five years. The doctor told her that day, young lady, we can't do anything anymore for you. You're going to die. What? I'm going to die? 21 years old. She came back sad, crying. The lady from church says, would you mind if I call my pastor to come pray for you? She goes, yeah, whatever. She had no church affiliation, no church background. The sister calls me, and she tells me the story. And I says, all right, yeah, I'll go. Uh, So I meet them. They had a little patio section at their work. I had both of them there wait for me. Present myself, and right away, uh, I give her the gospel. She receives Christ. She prays with me, a sinner's prayer. She, She asked God to forgive her. I asked her, can I ask you a few questions, kind of personal? Yeah. I says, um, do you hate yourself? Her eyes got big. Yes. Have you ever tried to commit suicide? Yes. She says she always wears long sleeve. So she pulled up the right one, and she showed me the cut. She goes, I was saved just in time. And then she shows me the other one twice. She committed it. She goes, I got saved a second time just barely. I go, wow. I said, do you have a lot of guilt and shame, condemnation? Yes, yes. One more question. If I was to ask you who's hurt you, what name or names comes to your mind? Immediately, she said, my parents. What? My parents, I hate them. Why? Sir, I'm 21. I'm working so I can get out of my house. I want to have my own apartment. But my parents take all my money away from me. They want to give me enough gas so I can make it, uh, enough money so I can make it back to work. I'm basically paying for everything. And then she's a little heavy set. They call me, uh, they say I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm dumb, I'm imbecile, I'm stupid, I'm this, I hate them. She's all saying. Wow. I says, um, did you feel God forgive you? 
Yeah, yeah, yes, I believe he did, yeah. Okay, God says if you'll forgive them, and if you forgive yourself, listen, I believe there's healing involved here. I believe you can get healed of lupus. You want to get healed of lupus? Yes, yes. Are you under medication? Yes. Listen, I'm not a doctor, I'm a preacher. I believe if you'll forgive them and forgive yourself, because listen, a key is you have to, someone said, I found the enemy. And it is I. Many times you're your own worst enemy. You got to forgive yourself. You got to let go of guilt, shame, condemnation. All. You got to let, you have to let it go. Anyways, I says, listen, keep taking your medication. When your body gets healed, your own body will reject the medication. True story, folks. After two weeks, two weeks, her body's reacting now to the medication. She calls her doctor. She's all scared. Doctor, can you see me today? Something's going on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come on in. He examines her. He does some tests. He says, come back tomorrow. She comes back the next day. He has her sit down. He's all, young lady, um, so the last time I saw you was two weeks ago, right? Yes. What have you been doing from that time to now? What have you been doing for these past two weeks? Nothing, doctor. Ah, no. I'm asking you that is because reports came back that you're free of lupus. Your body was reacting to them. You don't need the medication. You're free of lupus. Hello, someone. She says, what? You're free of lupus. I want to know what you did. What did you do? Sir, some preacher prayed for me. Young lady, you got yourself a miracle. You got yourself a miracle. I shared that same story and went to Argentina. A girl, 22 years old, married, had two little girls. Same thing. I shared her story. She gets healed in two weeks. Listen, folks, there's, there's healing when you forgive and when you forgive yourself. There's healing for you. That's why I said tonight we're going to have a deliverance and healing service. It's time for you to get delivered. God wants to restore joy, peace. Some of you can't even sleep. Some of you have been battling with anger issues for a long time. Why? Because of this issue right here I'm talking about. I want to see, I want to see your miracle. You need a miracle. This is how you'll get it right here, my friend. If you'll just forgive and forgive yourself. I want every head bowed. Thank you for being attentive. God is so good, my friends. One preacher says, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Someone said the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Someone else said, I believe forgiveness is the best form of love in any relationship. It takes a strong person to say they're sorry and an even stronger person to forgive. Someone said forgiveness is not always easy at times. It feels more painful than the wound we suffered to forgive the one that inflicted it. And yet there is no peace without forgiveness. 
Psalms 147 verse 3, God comes to heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. That's what God wants to do for you tonight. He wants to heal the brokenhearted. He wants to bind up your wounds. Would you allow Him? Would you allow Him? Tonight, there's probably visitors here with us. I want to thank you for coming. Maybe there's others you've been here once or twice. Uh, and right now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about church membership, but I want to ask you a question. Would you like to give your life to Jesus Christ? Would you like to be forgiven from God? God is ready. He's ready to forgive. He wants to heal your heart. He wants to give you peace. Would you like that? The Bible says you and I, we must be born again if we want to make heaven our home. We must be born again. How many would like to pray with me tonight? I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm asking you, would you like to have peace? Would you like to be forgiven? It comes by a prayer. I'd like to pray that with you. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand? I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Yes, God bless you. Thank you. Look at You're not going to be alone anymore. Someone just raised their hand. How many else would like to do that prayer? Just lift up your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. You don't have to belong to this church to pray. But you know you need this prayer. God's tugging at your heart. He wants to help you. How many would like that prayer? Just lift up your hand. God bless you. Thank you for honesty. God bless you. Yes. Anyone else? There's already three. Would you like to join them as well? This is your service. God bless you. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Anyone else? You've been hurt. We've all have. But it's time to forgive. You can ask God right now to forgive you. How many would like that? Join the others. Come on, join the others. Maybe you're backslidden. At one time, you did pray that prayer. But you backslid your way from God. But it's time to, listen, tonight you can renew that vow with God. How many would like to do that? As a child, you had the joy of salvation. You loved coming to church. But the devil, you know how he is. He does things. He's, and, and, and he destroys our confidence. He, he does things. People hurt us and division and you get mad. And, but tonight, tonight God can heal. How many would like that prayer of salvation? That's the greatest miracle there is, my friend. The miracle of salvation. Any backsliders tonight? You say, Ralph, pray for me. Pray for me. Okay, every hand that went up, every hand that was lifted up, may I ask you to please stand and come here with me? I'd just like to do a simple prayer. Come here. Yeah, many hands went up. Come here. In the back, you lifted your hand. Come here. It's okay. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm going to do a simple prayer. Just stand right here. Yeah, you can face me. You can face me. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming with her. Yep. Anyone else? Maybe you didn't lift your hand, but you know you need this prayer. You can just come right now. You can just come right now. I'll wait for you. Come. Come. This is for you. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Yes. Yes. We do, we do this for you. God loves you. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to forgive you. 
Yes. God wants to forgive. He wants to forgive you. That's how good God's love is. I want all of you here. Say this prayer with me, okay? Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Say, God, thank you that you love me. I don't deserve your love. But you give it to me anyway. I'm sorry, God, for hurting others. And tonight, I am going to forgive those who have hurt me with their words and their actions. Because, Father, I want your forgiveness. I need you to forgive me. I want to make heaven my home. God, I need peace in my mind, my heart, my spirit. I need it, God. I can't even rest at night. But tonight, I receive you by faith. Come into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. Come in and change me on the inside. Make me a new person. And from this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless every one of you. God bless you. God bless you. There's joy, my friends. Tonight you're going to be able to sleep good. Going to be able to sleep good. 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 Stay here for a bit. Church, let's all stand. Let's all stand. Church, some of us, we've been hurt bad as kids. People have done things to us. and It's hard to forgive. I know. I, I struggled with it. But my friend, if you'll forgive, if you'll forgive, God forgives you. And that's the greatest thing you and I can receive, forgiveness from God. There's some of you, you're still struggling. For some of you, it's hard to surrender to God. You know why? It might be because of this issue right here. Don't you think it's time to forgive? Come on. It's time to forgive. Let go of that anger. Let go of that hatred. It's not going to do any good to you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. It'll keep you being an ugly person. You don't want to do that. It's time to ask the Holy Ghost, come on in and forgive us. Can I invite the whole church? Come forward. I want to do something with you. Come church, because we've all been hurt. Come on. You ain't going to tell me no one's ever been hurt. (laughs) We all have. Please, this is your night. God's going to heal. God's going to heal you. He's going to restore joy. He's going to restore peace. Some of you have lacked this for a while. It's time to get the heart right, yes? It's time to get the heart right. Husbands, wives... Because you live together, you're going to hurt each other. You're going to say some things. When you get angry, sometimes, oh no, I didn't want to say that, but I'm sorry. Yeah, right. That's how it starts. But God wants to heal. God wants to heal. Are you ready for some peace? (laughs) You ready for restoration, huh? You ready? 
God wants to restore. I told you I dealt with the 12-year-old girl. 12 years old! She already tried to commit suicide twice. 12 years old! Going through depression, suicidal thoughts. I asked her, will you forgive those who have hurt you? Yes. The next night she came, she came with a big old smile on her. Pastor asked her, how was your day? Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> From the other day, I was all like depressed and suicidal. Next night, because of the prayer, she forgave. She forgave herself. How do you feel? Great. Great. God wants you to feel good. But you got to deal with some issues. Yes? we got to deal with some issues. This is a big one. <laughs> but it will bring healing to you. I want to see you get your miracle. I do, I'm contending for you. I want, to get, I want to see you get your miracle. you got to do your part, okay? you got to do your part. I'm going to lead all of you in a prayer. Let's all bow our heads. Close your eyes. You're going to say, all of us, we're going to say these words. Lord, forgive me for holding on to this unforgiving spirit that has held me captive for too long. I will forgive those who have hurt me with their words and actions. I will forgive myself. I'll let go of all guilt, condemnation, shame, self-hatred, and any other thing that has affected me in a wrong way. I will also let go of anger, bitterness, resentment, hatred, grudges, revenge. I'll stop being mean and ugly to those who've hurt me and to the ones I love. From this day forward, I will begin to pray for those who have hurt me and that have offended me. I pray blessings over them. And God, I thank, I thank you and I'm grateful that you always are ready to forgive me. Give me peace of mind. Heal my body. Heal my soul. Heal my mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering tonight. Give Him praise. There's healing and restoration going on right now. Right now. There's healing. God is healing your heart. Yes. God is healing your heart right now.